Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff. Hello and my name, um, I'm a German alpine skier and I'm called Fanny Schmeller. Okay, a real person, is that? Real Fanny? person. Yeah. Fanny right. Schmeller. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, what have I been doing? Um, I've been, well, I haven't been watching anything with Lennon because FIFA's out, so he's been playing on that. Oh yeah, I hear. That's uh, confined yeah. millions of teenagers to their bedrooms. It certainly has. Um, I watched the squid thing with the. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. I watched the first one. It was interesting. Yeah, it looks good, but uh-huh. it also looks a bit full on. So I haven't really been in the mood for it yet. No, and uh, I watched Manhunt with Martin Clunes. I've seen it recommended. Is it good? The first one is okay. The second one is really good. All right, okay. There's two seasons of it, but only like. There's only like three episodes in the first one and four okay. in the next one. And what, yeah, is he like, like a, a jovial layabout who solves murders? <laughs> no, he's this guy who's always on the true uh, crime programs in um, in the UK. So he's a, he's a big, biggish bloke with glasses on who was like in a sort of inspector or a you know, high up in the police. And he's always real. on like true crime things. A real guy. Uh-huh. So he's playing yeah. a... A real person. He's playing a real person. Okay. Yeah. And why he solves the murders? Is that what he's doing? Or is he just or is the program about him going on true crime podcasts? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, he, he he helps to solve murders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. One. That's good. I think you'll like it. All right. Sounds what? good. I, I haven't. I don't think I like Martin Clunes. I don't think I've seen him no, in anything no. other than Men Behaving Men Badly, which is. Well, that- 20 years ago. <laughs> no. Well, that's, that's what put me off, actually, the fact mm-hmm. that he was in it. So I thought it was, like, just going to be a run-of-the-mill, you know, ITV He's in the Doctor thing, isn't he? Fish out of water, Doctor. Yeah, which I've never watched. No, so. me neither. But he's actually, he's actually good in this. I, I was impressed with him. Okay, good. Well, I'll, what I'll, you, I might give it a go. I think you should. Well, you've been uh, doing any news this week? Um, well, I'm ill. I'm not ill. I'm fine. The baby's yeah. fine. Uh, since what happened since we last spoke, the we had the baby's birthday party. That was good. Um, mm-hmm. She, well, yeah, she had a nice time. It's funny, babies, isn't it? Well, not babies, toddlers. That is that she's two. She's got two mm-hmm. mates who are two, 
and they yes. spend time at each other's houses, play with each other's toys. They're in each other's mm-hmm. company, but they don't interact with each other whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so they're there. I think they like being close to other kids, but there's, mm-hmm. I mean, they can't talk properly, can they? So there's no like proper conversation. So they just yeah. play with each other's toys in the near vicinity, um, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so that's good. <laughs> good. Um, Maybe they, they have a telepathic link. That Maybe we don't that. know about, and which we, uh, obviously we were singing like happy birthday to her and stuff like that. But she uh-huh. just kept saying, It's a happy day, it's a happy day, <laughs> <laughs> which was quite that's cute. class. <laughs> that is class. I like that. I like so that. that was good. Um, other than that, I finished watching the Vigil Submarine program. Mm-hmm. It's all yes. right, it's all right. Uh, it's six episodes, ten- tense submarine based. <laughs> Tense, tense, red base scenes. Yeah. There's always a red light, isn't there? Uh-huh, flashing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. it, it's all right. It was good. The last episode was good. It suddenly turned into like a slasher horror film uh, in, a, in a very red lit scene where she's trying uh-huh. to, basically there's, there's a bad guy on the boat and they, they don't know who it is, but they, they realize by the end that yeah. all this stuff that's going on is because there's like a bad guy on there. Um, mm-hmm. and they're trying to work out who it is. Then it kind of reveals who it is, and she's running away from him, and he's got this gas mask on, and she's it's all red flashing lights, and you're chasing her, and he's got this mm-hmm. big knife that he's slashing at her, and it was really, all of a sudden, just turned like 10 minutes of this show turned into a proper yeah. slasher movie. Um, turned and into it was Halloween. Quite, yeah, it was quite grim as well, like quite, uh, mm-hmm. like quite sinister. Give it, it's not a 9 out of 10. Other than that, what's happened? I've been to see an uh, anesthesiologist today. So, yes, I've been to see that. I had a COVID test today. I think it mm-hmm. touched my brain. I've oh. had blood tests today. Um, uh-huh. And I was all, like kind of strapped into a chair for that. That was quite sinister. Um, all because sense. tomorrow I'm going to go under the knife. Under the knife. That's right. Mm-hmm. Finally getting that boob job I've been promising yourself ah. for years ah, <laughs> of course not you, you're going for your your horny are no, two two hernias to be repaired two hernias. so um, what's going to happen cliff i've been given a lovely sponge to wash myself with <laughs> nice true story i've already done one wash with it that's discarded now and i've got another you, why why moment. why have you been given a sponge it's like a soapy antiseptic Wash sponge loaded right. or preloaded on a sponge. So I wash I myself tonight with that. Um, uh-huh. and then tomorrow in the morning I wash it with the, the new one um mm-hmm. to rid myself of the, I don't know the pox or whatever. Yeah. So then yeah, I go into the hospital 9:30. I don't know what happens between 9:30 and 11 30 when I have the op, but I that's I, that's the tense wait. Yeah. They always give you a tense weight, don't they? <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. So, um, 11.30, yeah, uh, the guy says I'll get the um, the laughing gas, knock myself out. Um, I think they, I don't think it's gas, actually. I think they inject into your... Aye. Uh, so I'm they not do. really looking forward to that. I don't, I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, That'll be the best bit. No, I like the actual being knocked out. I'm happy with, but getting the mm-hmm. thing in my hand, I'm not, I'm not keen on that. Do you, I don't mind that. You don't quite like that, that, do you? <laughs> Why would you like yeah. that? Well, the, when I go to the dentist, I, I can't. I, I have to get knocked out, and that's how they, they, they do put it. Put that in your hand. 
Ah, uh, yeah, huh? I assume that injected is with is cocaine. Be, because you have because, because you know why? <laughs> because I'm terrified. I'm terrified of, uh, of, of needles in my mouth and teeth of all kinds. So okay. that's why. So they've got to knock us out. And I was uh, singing, I'm a little teapot the last time they <laughs> did it. Well, so that bit's good. You've got nothing to worry okay, about. Okay, well, there. And then apparently, while I'm asleep, said it'll take around two hours. Um, they're going to do some keyhole surgery. Like they'll cut three holes, one where the little camera goes in, two where the whatever. The, the knife or knife and needles and shit like that and apparently what they do is they pull the hernias back through where from whence they came and yes. then they put i'm gonna say the word gauze they put some gauze like a mesh made uh -huh. out of what he said was the same material as stitches they then right. put that on the inside of where the hole is uh, uh -huh. and that's it Ab abandoned ship and wake us up. Hopefully, hopefully they're going to paint you with orange stuff as well. I know. Uh, can you request that? Can well, I please they, be painted with it? orange stuff? Where they do yeah. the holes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then he said like 10 days of like rest. Of, of no to do. So I'm off work. I'm going to have to get a sick note and all of that. And uh, so That's, I think I will watch your manhunt next week. Aye, I'm, going to, I'm just going to set up shop on the sofa bed in the sitting room and watch. Um, I mean, all of this is, of course, if I don't perish mid procedure. Because <laughs> it's much on my mind. Danger, <laughs> I mean, you're getting on, aren't you, Cliff? I know. Well, I was thinking this might be the last. This might be the last podcast we do if I don't survive. But then I was thinking, <laughs> but who would edit it? Because I still haven't told you I would do it. Um, so we'd have to release like the the unedited tapes, and then yeah. me and entire memory would be sullied. Because all the homophobia and racism and sexism would be still in, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would indeed, yes. Damn. But, you know, it, it, it's your last will and testament, let's say. Let's use it as that. So, um, uh, yeah. to, well, to cheer you up, I've got a, a surprise quiz for you. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, it's called um, If It's Up There, I'll Give You the Money Myself. Okay. So it's from. Fortuna families. Okay. <laughs> where they give the stupid answers. So I want you to tell us the stupid answer that they gave. Oh, the what? So okay. there was something they actually said, not just a stupid answer it's, of my own. All right. No, it's 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 real. They they're all real answers. Okay. Are you ready for it, Cliff? Yeah. Oh, the, just, can I just say before you start, just yes. include the ones where they say something a bit rude. Maybe. Name something made of wool. Cornwall? No, I'm sorry. The answer I was looking for there was sheep. Sheep. Somebody said a sheep. sheep. Someone said sheep. <laughs> uh, name a famous robber. Famous robber. Robber. <laughs> what the fuck is a robber? <laughs> you know what a robber is? Jack the Ripper. He's not a robber. He was oh, a murderer. No, it's going to be a bad answer. Cops. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> name something Russia is famous for. Snow. Russians. <laughs> Name a place you wouldn't expect to meet a nun. A pub. That's... A brothel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Name a bird with a long neck. Yedri Barlow. <laughs> Naomi Campbell's the answer to that one. <laughs> 
I almost said, I almost said Tara Palmer Tompkinson, but she's dead, isn't she? Is she? Yeah. Sad demise. That it girl, lass, mm-hmm. or whatever. Sad demise. Sad demise, that is. Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that and cheered you up. And took your mind off hernia operations. And I being did painted. for a bit. I'm going to have to take me, uh, take me, what to say, me kindling, aren't I, and read? I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something, Cliff. Or you just staring, That's what I would advise. Just staring at the wall. <laughs> you could do that as well, couldn't you? I mean, nice places, hospitals. <laughs> they are nice stay here, in. by the way. Not overnight. Oh, not overnight. No. No. Oh, well, that's a godsend because they're not very nice places, really, are they? <laughs> I mean, they're very fancy here, but uh, yeah, I don't really want to. Still, re- what, like on the grand good scale, vending of things, machine. It's yeah, it's still a fucking hospital, isn't it? Um, uh-huh. So yeah. I don't want to yeah. stay overnight. So yeah, there's no, that. Don't um, blame me. That's that's basically all I've been doing. All that's been on my mind, and all I've been <laughs> doing is that. Apart from, I watched the film Christine by John Carpenter, based on a Stephen King book that came out yes. in 1984. No, 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 1983. You were okay. close though. You were close. Hey, I tell you what, I'll watch that. No. Did you hear or should we talk about I it? I did. <laughs> I might as well, like, well. considering we both we both watched it. Yes. So you're a John no. Carpenter fan? You I love am. all of his films? I, I love think. all of these films. You're a I'm Stephen a King fan? Stephen King fan as well. So you would expect the mixture of those two things to be this just one of my favourite films ever. And is it? It's not no. my favourite John Carpenter <laughs> film. It's not my favourite Stephen King book either because I've just finished the book. Okay. But it's still good. Had you read the book before? No, I'd seen the films uh, loads of times before I'd, I'd read the book. Okay. Um, but the pro- the first time I, I probably watched it would have been with my mum and dad, I would imagine, in, in the 80s from okay. the video shop. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that would, would have been the first from time video I watched film? it. Probably. Probably him. <laughs> or some other video man. Uh, so it, is, was this the first time you've seen it? Or? It is. I mean, I've heard of it. I knew it was about a car. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I've maybe you got it mixed up with Jewel, Steven Spielberg. Thing. Yeah, is it similar? I haven't seen that either. Not really. No, not really. That's about no. a car, isn't it? It's about a truck. Oh, that's I a think truck. that chases, okay. yeah, it chases uh, a man in a car for okay. a long period of time. It's good. Okay, I, I, I prefer Christine because it's a, it's a, it's a scary car. And okay, better, I it? think, uh, yeah, I, I knew of it. I'd never read the book. I'd never seen the film. Uh, it was okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, it. But, it's uh, it, I, it's I, like I, a popcorn film, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not particularly scary. It's not being taken seriously, is it's it? Not, yeah, it's, it's daft. It's uh-huh. not particularly scary. The people in it aren't particularly good. Um, but it's it's fun for a horror film, I think, if there's mm-hmm. that, if that can be a thing. Definitely, I, I, I would agree. I mean, it's like it's not particularly scary. The book's scary, huh? It's a little bit different. The book, which we'll talk about a little mm-hmm. bit later on, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the book isn't like one of Stephen King's scariest ones or anything like that. Uh-huh. It's more about like friendship and growing up and okay. and how like you you lose friends when you grow up and things like that. Okay. Whether that's because of a a girl. Which partly in this case mm-hmm. it, it, it is as well. But yeah, I read about the, the differences. Car. I read about the differences yeah. of what what the what the book where the book mm-hmm. takes it and the bits that the film kind of mesh mesh together, I suppose, to make it yeah a neater 
90 minute film or however long it's on for. Um, uh-huh. So for anybody who doesn't know, it is about uh, a nerdy kid in school yes. um, who people pick on and he's your quintessential Hollywood high school nerd. Um, yeah. And he, uh, go, him and his mate are driving past like this old ranch kind of thing and they see this broken down, beaten up old 1950s, uh, what is it? It's, uh, it's a Plymouth Fury, Plymouth a 1958 Fury, yeah. Plymouth Fury. That's what it is. 57 in the film, though. I don't understand why it's a different year. Well, because they, they make them in 57, but the year's 58. Okay. Okay. That's just the way that... I'm not big on cars, personally, but that's, that is <laughs> okay. the way that it works. Right, well, so, yeah, so they go past, and for some reason, this nerd's like, oh, stop, I want to have a look at that car. Someone draws them to it. And he ends up buying it off this old fella, even though his mates are like, it's a total wreck. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and he buys it, does it up. Uh, mm-hmm. And it starts killing people because it gets jealous of the people that he hangs out with and gets angry uh-huh. at the people who take the piss out of him. That's yeah, about it. Pretty it? much. That's that's pretty much the plot. I mean, right at the start, it's Christine on the assembly line. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant. That's not being made. Yeah. And this is the difference with, with the book, you see, because that, right at the start of the John Cartner film, the car's evil from the start because it, it, the bonnet sort of slams down on yeah. someone's hand. Some guy sits in the car and, and flicks ash, and then he ends up dying. Mm-hmm. Now, that's completely different to the book. Yeah, the I book, read that, yeah. It's, it's the person he buys the car from, right? I think it's called Ronald LeBay. He's mm. the person that's that's he's he's kind of spirits meshed with the car. Okay, and he's like a malevolent they, force. It, yes, because he dies pretty soon after um, selling the car to Arnie, and uh, his sort of spirit then possesses Arnie, but him, not the car. Okay. In this one, it's the car that possesses. Okay, Arnie. okay. I yeah, love that so, opening bit with uh, set in the fifties. It's yeah, it's almost like a. I was obviously quite big at the time, all of that, wasn't it? You know, you're coming off the back of uh, Happy Days and Back to the Future, like, kind of pops up just after this. Mm-hmm. So this kind of 50s throwback stuff must be kind of in the air a little bit. Um, yeah. But I love that bit and the music and the, the it's very technical, isn't it? That 1950s, yeah. uh, it's only five minutes or so. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and you get the idea that this car uh, kills people to the sounds of the pop hits of the day. <laughs> the oldies, yes, that's right, because the car only plays the oldies from its radio. It, it, it can't be changed to a different yeah. radio uh, channel or whatever. And it comes on and of it, its own accord anyway. So. Comes, of course it does. Of course <laughs> it does come on of, of its own accord, yeah. Um, but there's a part in it as well, which Michael Bay has just lifted from his Transformers films, doesn't he, where the, the radio has a specific song yeah. when someone's breaking in track again yeah, in the car. Yeah. So it's it's like there's loads of bits that have been nicked. Yeah, yeah, film, I, I think, think so. Well. And I, I, like most John Carpenter films, like the filmmakers seem to use them and cherry pick little bits and pieces mm. from them while he doesn't really get much <laughs> acclaim, which we've said before. Um, <laughs> I know. But there's some great set pieces in this. Like, uh, so, I mean, there isn't that much more to the film, really, is it? Like, it turns out that. The car's always been evil. His mate goes back to see the old fella that Arnie's bought it from. And he finds yeah. out that 
he says it's his brother's and his brother's wife died in it and his daughter died in it. He's, yeah. His brother killed himself. Um, uh-huh. so See, some... all those all those bits are in the book about that. But like I say, it's Le, it's it's LeBay who sells the card. Oh, and he, his brother uh-huh. is also in the book, but he, he sees him at, at you know LeBay's funeral or whatever. Okay. And he then tells him the story of okay, like, okay. The, the kid choking in the car and his wife killing himself and stuff like that. So the LeBay in the film is like a mix of the the main LeBay, the one that possesses uh-huh. the car, and his brother. Okay. Are both okay. the same person in okay. this bit. So there's um, basically Arnie, the main guy, starts dressing like a bit of a 50s, like, like a greaser. greaser kind of thing, doesn't yeah. he? And he gets a bit he does, cool, yeah. he ditches the glasses and mm-hmm. uh, he starts wearing like leather jackets and that kind of thing. And he, he's a hit with the ladies inexplicably somehow <laughs> because the car, I don't understand, but that happens. Um, but one of my favourite bits is the uh-huh. where he gets... Picked up, picked on by the mechanics in the, yeah, in like the Buddy workshop. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I think that's what that. I think that guy is my favorite guy in the film. <laughs> is is that because he's about forty and he shouldn't really be in school? <laughs> he's forty. He's got massive sideburns. He's got he's massive got... sideburns. <laughs> he's got huge muscles. There's no way. <laughs> He is a teenager. I know, it's not so, one it's, chance. He's so not. I know uh, they hold them back in America in, in school and that, but that's excessive. I think they would have given up on that guy by this by that point. I think, that was a kid. I think they would have. And at the start, there's a guy as well in the locker room when uh, Arnie can't open his locker, and he he sort of brings their attention to uh, Lee, who's just joined the school or whatever. That guy's about fifty. <laughs> He's got yeah, he's, he's, wrinkles on his eyes. Like, I mean, are, feet on his eyes. I think th- this does not look in any shape or form like a high budget, a big budget well, it's film. Not. Um, it's definitely not. And I think what budget it did have, it used very cleverly on the car effects. Um, yeah. Because what we, which are brilliant. Yeah, which are brilliant. So what we end up seeing is as the film goes on, and the car gradually starts taking over Arnie's persona but also taking out the people that he doesn't want Arnie to hang around with or have wronged Arnie in some way um, or the car because they smash up the car don't they mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they, this gang have like yeah. had a fight with Arnie and, and he's, he's mate Dennis and uh, they get expelled or one of them gets expelled for having a knife and then to take revenge they, they find out where Arnie's brand new car is that he's, he's done up in inverted Connors because he's he hasn't actually he's partly done it up, yeah. Uh, because the the car's repairing itself, yeah. It's doing it. Itself, I quite like thing. that um that like garage scenario where he keeps going and where the car keeps mm-hmm. retiring to. I quite like that setup. I don't know what it yeah. is about it, but I just obviously, and I know in the in the book that guy who runs the garage is some kind of dodgy guy and Arnie ends up doing uh-huh. like drug runs for him or something like that, doesn't that's he? That's right. Um, he does. He does. He, he does end up doing that, that and getting that's arrested. That's just kind of not in the film. But, but, like, he just... he, now, Cartner's left a lot out, so it's just basically a popcorn film. It's yeah. just about the car. It's not about LeBay yeah. or, or anything else. Just the car I mean? chasing people. Yeah. And trying just to Just the car them. possessing <laughs> a boy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, in... in 
Carpenter's sort of film and in in the book as well. It's it's like this American teenage obsession with cars, isn't yeah. it? Which I don't think we really have, do we? No, and it's the difference I think is, um, and I always used to think this when I was a kid watching films like this or whatever, like Back to the Future, or whatever. You're at mm-hmm. school, but you've got a car. Yeah. How? How? So not only <laughs> do you seem too young, but mm-hmm. how have you got a car? Like I could barely afford to get the bus to Newcastle or whatever. Like, exactly. These guys have it's got cars. almost in, in America. It's like you get a 17 or whatever, and, and the, the expected birthday present is a car, isn't it? Yeah. And I think. Which is not yeah, the case with us, definitely not. And definitely not where we're from and not where, well, just not in England in general, I think. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you might have known one person in your class at college or university or whatever that, that drove. Yeah, they had a car. Um, but other than that, like everybody just got the bus or the metro or walked or whatever, right. you know, we didn't even get taxis. I, th- I think the first person that I knew who had a car, I think was Squishy, and he had this beat up yeah. uh, mini. And uh-huh. um, he used to have to open it with a screwdriver and start with a screwdriver and stuff like that. And then the lads were. Well, that was because he stole it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. I but then the, the lads worked out how they could get in with a screwdriver and started it and everything. So that they, they, they sort of pushed it around the corner. Oh, they where moved you couldn't it. Find right. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought so they just picked it up. <laughs> picked it up. Uh-huh. It wasn't it was a fiberglass little... car. That it was a little car. I thought they just, I thought they just picked it up. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Pick it up. It was not the Flintstones. Well, Reedy Although it did have, have holes well, in the bottom. Reedy had one quite early on. Um, I think so. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. It's this. It goes hand in hand with this teen culture, and it really uh-huh. works with this kind of '50s throwback thing that's going on throughout the film. Um, uh-huh. Because it's a beautiful car. I absolutely oh, amazing it is. It's class. The wings um, and stuff at the back. I just yeah, yeah, it's there. so good. And you know, it, it, it they seem to suggest that it has this kind of face when the lights come on and stuff, but I don't think it does. Yeah. <laughs> it it does near the end quite deliberately. Yeah. And in the in the book, there's just because Arnie has gone through this transformation because he's being possessed by the car, whatever. In the book, Arnie's like grotesque, he's got spots and stuff like that, and he's ugly. There's a part in the film. Where he says I'm ugly or whatever, I know I'm ugly, and Dennis says you're not ugly. But in the book, he is. Okay. He is ugly. Okay. But he kind of transforms when he gets the car. Okay. In the, the grease. Whereas in this, better. he just takes his glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> it looks slightly better. It looks a little bit better than he did yet, before. Like you said, he, he miraculously gets the girlfriend, the, the lass who's just showing the school that everybody fancies and stuff. She's in the car and stuff like that. She hates the car quite suddenly. Yeah, the car the hasn't actually done anything. But <laughs> she's just like, yeah, I'm not going to neck on with you in the car. Like, you need to get rid of that uh, car. I'm not doing that again. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, it's too like, quick, isn't it? Yeah, I, it I is mean, too quick. And yeah. she gets back in the car and he's like, He's really angry at this point. He's like, I thought you meant to be jealous of girls, not a car. And I think yeah. she says, Well, you're the one who calls it Christine and treats it like a girlfriend. Um, yeah. And then the car, as he gets out to fix a windscreen wiper, the car um, plays some old 50s song. I can't remember the one right now. And uh, mm-hmm. she starts choking on a sandwich, which you could see coming a mile off soon as she reaches yeah. for that uh, tinfoil parcel. Yeah, uh, you know uh, that she's going to choke on it. Um, because uh-huh. that happens in the book, but obviously it happens to her and it ha- happens to the base kid, and he does mm-hmm. nothing to save the kid. And yeah. It's very similar. 
sort of situation and stuff. But when she's choking in the book, that she looks at the dashboard and, and the car's got eyes and stuff oh, okay. Oh, okay. in the car. Obviously not in the film. It just goes like really bright. It's bright. Like, it? it looks like this with lights of the headlights of each shone in or whatever. Um, uh, I, and then um, someone I, saves the uh, Lee, which jumps in the car and stuff like that and gives her the Heimlich. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's a hitchhiker that they pick up, gives her that the Heimlich. And Arnie punches the the, uh, okay. the the hitchhiker for touching his girlfriend and stuff. Okay. Just another part of his aggression, I guess. Yeah, because in this, he's like not saving her. And she's like, yeah, I'm choking. Like, yeah. she's choking for ages. And he's just like watching, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the guy somehow manages to get in the car and get her out and give her the Heimlich. And he's like, yeah, what did he let that guy touch you for? And she's like, well, yeah. you were going to let us die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, anyway, she gets back in the car again after that, so it's idle threats on her part. <laughs> <laughs> she she runs into the rain, I think, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, that was that before. I think it might be before. No, after that, he takes her home, doesn't he? And then mm. and then tries to get off with her. <laughs> yeah, because he says she's sexually frustrated. Yeah. No, I've just nearly choked and died, <laughs> and you did nothing. Thanks very much. For <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Thanks. That's enough for you, Arnie. That's so yeah, like. This kind of theme that's not really explored in the film, but like you say, what I've read it is it is in the book is that he's drifting apart from his friends because yeah, he's definitely got Dennis. a girlfriend. Well, he's his only friend and, really, he? and he's got a car. Yeah. Um and, and then he drifts apart from Lee because he's only he's obsessed with the car. Yeah. Uh, so um, and then the girl and his best friend get it together, which is yeah. kind of again. All of a sudden in the film, they're like cozying up together, and you're like, Oh, that's yeah, you've spoken to her once, saying I'm a bit concerned about him. And it's not really sudden... touched on in the film, though, is it? To be fair, they're just it's a bit of a yeah, they a don't go the whole hog, they yeah. just like, Yeah, all, like she goes to see him, like, Oh, I'm really worried about mm. Arnie, he's obsessed with the car. Mm. And then the next time you see them, they're like kind of joking and cuddled up a bit, yeah. but that's about it. Um, all right. You can get the uh-huh. picture, but it's not really yes. doesn't really go into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and this car like just then starts chasing people. There's two amazing bits. One, the car is chasing uh, one of the gang that attacks on. Uh Yeah, and chase. He runs down a narrow alley where the car he does indeed, get, and the car uh-huh. just forces its way in, scraping <laughs> itself down the sides and getting destroyed. To, yeah, to be able to crush this guy at the end of this small alley, and mm-hmm. then what you see is it goes back and it regenerates itself. Or you it goes in the morning to see the car and it's good as new. Um, and I think what you don't realize because you don't really see it in the film. I don't know how much this is explored in the book, but uh, you don't know whether he's driving it or not. You kind mm-hmm. of you assume he must be because he's it's a car and it's going mm-hmm. around the town. Um, but then I think you almost are like, hmm, maybe it's just doing this on its own because he doesn't seem to know what's going on. Yeah. Well, in the, book, in the book, the, it, it, the car always kills people when Arnie's out of town doing jobs for um, the, the garage oh, okay. guy. So it gives him an alibi when the, yeah. the policeman turns up type the thing. Great, great, great. <laughs> Harry, Harry Dean. Dean Stanton. What a guy. Oh, exactly. He's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. And Still looking as old as he ever has been. <laughs> yeah, what is he ever young, that guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's but great. Fantastic. He's really good. Like, I, I don't think 
many of the actors are great in this film, to be honest. Um, yeah, Harry well, Dean Stanton well, and, and Darnell, the garage owner. Yes, they, they're he's brilliant. Super, like, he's really good. And Lee's uh-huh. okay, you know. Goes on yeah, to yeah. watch. He's pretty good. <laughs> the Dennis yeah. guy is like the director of like loads of films now. No, that, that's that's Arnie, um, Keith Gordon, who is he, he's done like the uh, Legion and Better Call Saul and stuff like that. No, I think Gold. the other guy, Dennis, is as well. I'm sure. Is he? Because yeah. I, I, the one he John Stockwell, pretty much what I read about him is he's in Top Gun and stuff like that. But it's the Arnie fella that's definitely the director now. It's definitely sort of I will look it up. taking up direct. You look it up, it but it's true. It's true, man. So I, yeah, well, I believe you that he is. I'm just saying the other guy is as well. John Stockwell's <laughs> Dennis, right? He's directed uh, four episodes of The L Word about lesbians. He directed right. the film Into the Blue about the swimmers. Terrible, I thought. Blue Crush about the female surfers. Also terrible. It's not as good as Better Call Saul Legion and that, is I'm it? I'm not saying he's... I'm not comparing them. I'm just not comparing them. <laughs> so yeah, the both directors. Then you will establish that. But you you were going to talk about the the next. Uh, there's there's a couple of bits in the film which I think are brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Well, and that is the the one that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is the one where Arnie is sort of asked the car to show him yeah. how it's fixing itself yeah. back up, which is just show me absolutely yeah. <laughs> That's just and that just like excellent. again transformers like yeah like fixes itself from a wreck and the you know the wing mirrors uh-huh. pop out and the the chassis. how did they do that did they real? crush it and then reverse it or what exactly and uh-huh. that's exactly what they did and uh-huh. it's okay. all it's all in reverse and stuff like that John Cotton likes these reverse shots mm. uh, and that's how they, they they did it I think it's Roy A. Arbogast who's the, the special effects he's amazing yeah that's really good Uh, that's that's Mm -hmm. just excellent and uh it's almost like you know if you watch american werewolf in london and uh the guys he's turning into the werewolf and you that's one of the great yeah like effect sequences Uh in films isn't it this is like almost like that but it's a car rather than a guy um it's just unbelievable I mean, if it did it now, it'd be terrible CGI, and you wouldn't. It wouldn't yeah, look real. Whereas it this, be... it's just oh, you can perfect, see it popping it? out, like the right? you know the, the the chassis and all you know the mm-hmm. lights and all of that kind of stuff. You can see it; it's real. Like it's you, you can fast. see it's real. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then, that, and then and the other bit, the is next where, bit, is okay. where it's, it's chasing uh, one main body, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Chasing him and stuff like that in the car, that, that and the crash into another garage or a petrol station, mm-hmm. and the, the Christine's on fire, yeah, driving around. It's just unbelievable, it's just, absolutely class. This guy, the bully, is like running away down this like dark roads, and the the shots of this are really good as you're watching him run, and the car, yeah. Christine, on fire. It's really <laughs> dark, pitch black shot at nighttime. And this car, ball of flames, is slowly chasing, just teasing this guy as he runs away. And then Mm -hmm. it kind of cuts. And the next thing you see is it drive off. And just as it drives off, it leaves the the ran over fiery body of uh, Buddy on the floor. Like it's just just, those bits are are absolutely fantastic. And like they're worth Mm -hmm. watching the film for alone, I think. Uh, I agree. And the music, of course, which, course. you know, scores absolutely class. Yeah. What absolutely I would say brilliant. is after that, um, Dennis and Lee 
decide something needs to be done. They realize that the car's evil. Something needs mm-hmm. to be done to like help Arnie because he's out of control. The car's out of control. I don't really like the end of the film at all. After that bit, I don't really like uh-huh. it where they go into the garage and the stupid yeah. plan. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I like the, the very I like stuff. the very end, but I don't like this bit in the garage yeah. where they're trying to crush it and it mm-hmm. just, the cars chasing it and all that kind of stuff. It just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's, well, yeah. I mean, it, I just, you've got to end it in a way, I guess. I mean, the, the, again, the, the book is is completely different. Arnie isn't in the car, or whatever. In, in the book, well, it's in the just film, the why car is he driving. in the car all of a sudden? I don't, that, that's uh-huh. weird. I don't get that. That like... he's in the car mm-hmm. because they had to kill him in some way, didn't they? In the book, he dies like off page. So he dies in a car accident with his his mother, I think. Yeah, it's his mother. Okay. Um, the car's already killed his dad in the book. It's okay. already killed Darnell in a different way by smashing into his house. <laughs> and okay. kill him while he's in the house and stuff. So yeah, a little bit different, but for a film, I think you've got to have an ending, don't you? And you've got to then have Arnie in the car to kill him. Do you know what I mean? I think so. I don't uh, mind the ending. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know if you would have to have that. You could crash, you could crush the car or kill the car yeah. and somehow it he's mm-hmm. affects him wherever he's doing his spirit gets. Yeah crushed out of them or whatever i don't think you what have i would say though is that those three scenes that we've just talked about are much better than like the, the climax of the film yeah, yeah absolutely better than the climax of the film so they uh-huh. go to the garage to get in the big caterpillar like uh digger truck kind of thing and basically they try and lure the car in and then dennis is going to crush it with the caterpillar it's a fucking right, stupid yeah. plan the car's hiding for a start. So when she's like, oh, where is he? The car suddenly comes yeah. alive and chases her. Um, uh, it's under some rubbish or whatever. And it? yeah, the, and surprisingly for a car that can regenerate itself, trying to crush it doesn't work because it can regenerate. <laughs> so <a> stupid plan. <laughs> I mean, it does eventually, doesn't it? It does it eventually does. because they, they crush it to such an extent that it, it can't repair itself. I know, I just think can that's it, a oh, bit can like... it? Because yeah. then there's a good bit at the end and yeah. stuff like that. So that's but yeah, yeah that's... I mean that what I would say about it, right? I've seen it loads of times because it's John Cartner film and I love the, all of these films. If you read the book, you enjoy the film better because you, you've got more of an idea that's as what to I what's happening. That's what I it, thought. It's definitely true. It. Yeah, because like... there's loads of bits with Arnie sort of calling people shitters. Yeah, the shitters. Called, That's another thing I want to say. The shitters. Is, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to get the shitters. I like, I love the term. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's a good term. But that's because LeBay in the book, that's what he calls that's people. That's his. Okay, so, okay. Uh, and it, it's a bit like, well, LeBay isn't sort of possessing Arnie in this film. It's mm. the car. So mm. why is he using the same Yeah, and I think there's LeBay a bit type thing. like... There's a bit where he takes Dennis out on a drive and he somehow, he suddenly yeah. becomes a bit demonic, doesn't he? Bit like yeah. playing trains and automobile style, uh, he becomes a bit <laughs> evil, and, and he's talking about the smell of a new car and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one thing that's better than that, and that's pussy or whatever. Yeah, it was that's a what weird he thing says. Same... But that's in that's in the book because that's what the bass says when he buys the car off him. I know, but it's but it's out. It's for a start. It's the only dialogue in the film that's anything like that kind of course and that kind yeah. of language or that kind of sentiment so there's that but also 
what he thinks is the opposite, right? Because it comes straight after a bit where he says, you know, when you're in love, man, there's nothing yeah. can stop you. And he goes, I didn't know you felt like that about Lee. And he's like, ha ha, Lee, what are you talking about? I mean, Christine. And then the uh-huh. next thing he says is the only thing better than the smell of a new car is the smell of pussy. I think, yeah. well, you've just said that this is cars better than the woman, you know, I just, yeah, I yeah. yeah. So uh-huh. A bit incongruous. No, I get that. Yeah, I get, um, I get well, mine, I think, but what I, I did think, and I messaged you the same, I enjoyed the film, but I feel like there's bits in the book, like there always is, that haven't mm-hmm. made it into the film, but that would give it a bit more context. And like you seem to suggest that that's that is yeah. the case. It um, is the case for sure. I definitely, if you if you if you've read the book and watch a film, you enjoy the film more. I would say because you've got at, more of an idea yeah. as to what's going on. But it's still great for those. Three scenes. It's a John Cotton film. He, he scores class. It looks yeah. amazing, even though they haven't spent much money on it or whatever. Well, it's quite. There's not a lot of set, really, is it? All the money and all the attentions on the car. On the car, but there's the at the start of the film when we see Arnie. It's the same street as Halloween and stuff like that. So there's loads of bits like that in the film as well. So okay. like, if you're a John Cotton fan, you'll 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 spot all that kind of okay. stuff for sure. All right then. Well, yeah, good. Um, Bring on the next one. Bring on the next one. Uh, they're all making this again, by the way. So I keep seeing that, but knows. is it actually happening? It is, I. It's a, what's the, the Blumhouse, I think. I saw that, yeah. Do we know yeah. what that is? And for us, it's a, it's a, it's a the Blum guy who owns the, the studio, whatever, and he makes all the horror films and things. I think it's the new Halloween film. He does all that, so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what the new one's like um so the book is all about friendship and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's all about like 50s rock Mm -hmm. and it's all about the the sort of obsession when you get a car whatever which we don't really get but you do get the music okay right Mm -hmm. because at the end of every or at the start of every single chapter in the book stephen king's took a song from could be not just the 50s could be any era and uh he's took a song with cars in the lyrics and stuff okay. like that so i'm going to read you the lyrics of the song you've got to tell us who it's by you don't have to tell us the actual name of the song just who it's by are we moving into the quiz this is the quiz <laughs> <laughs> so it might be hard that's why i did the other quiz you see but let's see. You're good on your lyrics. You're good on your songs. So I've got every confidence give it a go. in you. Okay. Let's it's give it all a go. about the confidence. <laughs> it's all about the confidence. I'm a roadrunner, honey, and you can't catch me. Yes, I'm a roadrunner, honey, and you can't keep up with me. Come on over here and race, baby, baby, you'll see. Move over, honey, stand back. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Ooh, dirt in your eye. Ooh, dirt in your right. He has dirt in your right. Do you is know who that is? Junior Walker and the All Stars. It's not, unfortunately. Is it Jonathan? Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley okay. You can only have one guess, I'm afraid. Okay. You'll get this one. I got no car and it's breaking my heart, but I've got a driver and that's a start. Come on now. If you don't get this one, you're doomed. Beep, beep. Beep, beep, yeah. uh, yes. Drive my car. Yeah. You should get this one, even though I, ha- I haven't actually heard any of these songs, but you more certainly would have, okay? Okay. Eldorado fins, white walls and skirts, rides 
just like a little bit of heaven here on earth. Well, buddy, when I die, throw my body in, in the back and drive me to the junkyard in my Cadillac. I like the Did lyrics. give you a bit of a clue by saying it's some well, it's somebody that you really like and somebody that I've tried to listen to once, twice, and haven't been able to get into. Is it Bruce Springsteen then? It's Bruce Springsteen. Well done. Well done, you. Uh, as I was motivating over the hill, I saw Maybelline and a Coupe de Ville. Cadillac rolling down the open road, but nothing. Outrun my V8 Ford. Pretty good um, lyrics there. Amazing lyrics by the by Charles Berry. Charles Berry, I thought you'd get that one. Well done. You're doing quite well, I see, aren't you? Good at this. Uh, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Uh, it's Janice Joplin. Well done, man. Okay, you're good, aren't you? You're good. Well done. Next one. Um, I don't want to cause no fuss, but can I buy your magic bus? I don't care how much I pay. I'm going to drive that bus, my baby. Is it Magic Bus by the Who? It is indeed. It's a terrible song. <laughs> it's a terrible song, isn't it? Um, I'm also going to contest Bo Diddley because... Junior Walker and the All-Stars did sing that song, but I guess Bo Diddley was the original one. <laughs> well, there you go. I should have stipulated that I wanted the original, but there you go. That's all right. Two, three hours passed us by. Altitude dropped to 505. Fuel consumption way too thin. Let's get home before we run out of gas. Now, you can't catch me, baby. No, baby, you can't catch me, because if you get too close, I'm gone like a cool breeze. Is that Chuck Berry again? It's Chuck Berry again. Because that's the song that John Lennon ripped off for Come Together. Is it? Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Wow. Great lyrics, these ones. I mean, there's every chapter has got a song. Chuck Berry's lyrics are fucking amazing. Like, he's like for <laughs> yeah, really two good. years or however long he ha had all of those hits. It's like the greatest right. songwriting ever. Uh-huh. This one might be a bit harder, I guess. Um. Drive that old Chrysler to Mexico, boy. That it? <laughs> That's, That's it. The one line. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I can't mm. think what that one is. But nice use of Chrysler. ZZ Top. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you did pretty well at that. That's... Better than I expected, to be perfectly oh, honest. Okay, well, I'm surprised you I thought it was hard. <laughs> you did indeed, because I thought it was rough. Sorry. But you <laughs> Good, did, that. You I like did that. Fantastic. Good. And also, I quite like that. That's the beginning of all the chapters. Pretty cool. It is. Uh -huh. It's excellent. Because obviously, King and stuff like that, he loves 50s rock. He loves all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? So we talked about it before, didn't we? With like mm -hmm. all the references. There's mm -hmm. loads of Dion references in the books and stuff, which you'll enjoy, obviously. Maybe I'll read another Stephen King book soon. <laughs> oh, did I tell yeah. you I was reading the book of Mark Lanigan from The Screaming Trees? No. From Screaming Trees, who now no. sings on Queens of Stone Age and stuff like that, and solo albums. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it, was, it got really great reviews when it came out, like uh, this kind of brutal, unflinching look at his life as a, uh, you know, in the grunge era and all of that. Um, yeah. It's one of the most harrowing, upsetting, and 
miserable books I've ever read in my entire life. So basically, really? from being a kid, he's an alcoholic and substance abuser, and mm-hmm. he's a pervert, and he's like wanking everywhere, and he's like wanking everywhere. Stuff. Like he's like watching people shagging and windows and wanking and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. He becomes a fairly famous singer in Screaming Trees and Touring the World. While he does that, he picks up a heroin addict that overtakes his life and he becomes a crack addict and a heroin addict. So even while he's the singer in this band that's touring the world, when he's going anywhere, he's basically selling and dealing drugs and cooking crack and trying to find heroin for himself, living in absolute squalor. His body's a mess and all of that. I was putting up with all of this because... Once he leaves Screaming Trees and he ends up singing on Queens of Stone Age stuff and his solo albums and stuff, I really like it. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever heard a Screaming Trees song, but his solo stuff I really like, which is probably from about like 2000 onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, gets to the point where he's cleaned up his act and Josh Harm, who was in Screaming Trees for a little bit as like a second guitarist, um, mm-hmm. started Queens of Stone Age. They're fam- fairly famous and He's cleaned up his act and Josh Holm gives him like the second chance and invites him to sing on uh, one of their albums and stuff. And uh, that's the end of the book. So none of even the good bits that I care about. <laughs> <are in it>. so, <laughs> it sounds in, quite harrowing. That, honestly, does, like. it's, it's awful. Like I can see why it got praise for it's like it's, it's brutally honest about how horrible Aye. he was and how horrible it was being uh-huh. in the depths of addiction and He's talking about mm. where he's trying to inject these drugs and all of this kind of stuff. He can't, his arms are rock solid and he can't find any veins and all of this yeah. kind of stuff. It's horrible. So I mm-hmm. guess there's a reason why it was praised for that. And you would never have thought somebody who was on the face of it, a famous musician was living like that. So I guess there's that as well. But yeah, I was looking forward to the bit where he gets clean and he starts talking about making the albums that I like and uh, just doesn't come. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. Maybe, maybe the second one, maybe the follow-up one. <laughs> I don't know where that was going to go, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I've been reading. Um, anyway, that was that. Thank you, Brett. Nice quizzes. Christine, well done. I like that. Good choice. Um, Good. Should we listen to some music? We should listen to some music, shouldn't we? You can't get more apt. No, it's uh, our our pal Paolo uh, Similac from mm-hmm. Lab. Um, yes. Who we've had on before uh, for John Carpenter-themed episodes. But this one uh-huh. is called Christine. It is, yes. It's it's Christine, this one. So this is from like, a tribute album um, to John Carpenter, which uh, Paolo's on and stuff like that. Which is a, it's called Way of the Darkness, which I've had a listen to and stuff. And it's really good because I love John Carpenter stuff anyway. Yeah. People from Goblin are on it and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, similar room lab, uh, just class. And, and I think this, this might be the fourth time we've had them on. I think it's third. the third. I think it's the third. I think it's the third. I'm, I'm, right. All, you'll never get me tired of having Paolo's music. No, 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 definitely um, not. It's yeah. absolutely class. So here we go. Sweet. Might as well listen to it. This is Christine. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Brett, thank you. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll speak to you again in 24 hours. <laughs> um, Let's hope so. But, uh, take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Whatever. See you later. Enjoy the music. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.